This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. Now, on with the show. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, Kermit Apayo on kids getting participation trophies and the folks who whine about it. When my generation says how much how much better we were because we didn't have participation trophies, I just say, look who we're electing it off. I don't think our generation should be the standard by which we hold our kids. We hear more from Kermit in just a bit. We'll also discuss how folks overseas are viewing Americans these days. Uh, Kermit's done some international performances in the past couple of months. We had a really nice discussion. I've interviewed Kermit before. He's been on the show before. I've interviewed him a couple times before that for print, and he's always a, always a great guy to talk to. Uh, but first, we're going to get to a dumb bit. Uh, a dumb bit I'm going to re-gift to you. Uh, you'll see why that's funny in just a second. This is uh, something I wrote for the American Comedy Network a couple of years ago, and it's the only time of year I can use it, so here you go. Papaya is a comedian who is originally from Hawaii, but now lives in Seattle, Washington. We've had him on the show before. He's a great guy to talk to. Very funny, very insightful. Here now is our interview with Kermit Apayo. Hello. Hello, Kermit. Yes, how are you? Good, how are you? Good to talk to you again. Yeah, nice to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. I think it's been, uh, well, let me see. Um, is it about, it's okay if you use the audio for the podcast again like we did last time? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, okay, cool. We'll do We'll do, we'll do. that again then. Yeah, you were such a fun guest. I wanted to, uh, that's why I was late calling. I was mixing down a, a, this week's episode, and it was taking a long time for it to finish. And uh, so I had to run down to my car to do this because I'm at my day job. So it's all, it's all very confusing. But um, oh man, you're you're a busy person. I am. I am a busy person. Um, so uh, I see you on the Facebook all the time, of course, because we're Facebook friends. And uh, so what's right. new? What's new with you, though? I know you you travel a lot out of the country these days. It seems. Yes, I've been I've been 
I've been really traveling a lot internationally this year, which has been a blast and just kind of a, just kind of a lucky thing that all these different things happened. And, uh, uh, it's been great, man. So what percentage of your year has been spent overseas and what has been spent here doing just, you know, your usual corporate slash uh, comedy club gigs? Um, it's not, it's still not a huge percentage, but I mean, but certainly way more than previous years. Right? Okay. I mean, to, to get to all these different, different places and mostly really in the second half of the year. I think everything sort of started in September when I did a, a Canadian tour Okay. for a little over a month and then, uh, and then two weeks in New Zealand, and uh, and then I just got back from Israel. Okay. So um, how are Americans finding us these days? I know, particularly lately, with one of our presidential candidates, things have been a bit uh, <laughs> touch and go. As yeah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> that's one of the things that people want to talk about, and I think Americans don't. I think generally Americans, and people do always bring Trump up. He gets a lot of play internationally, which... It's kind of scary in its own way, you know, like the, the, he's the person being exported right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it is, it is a topic that's, that's brought up a lot more. And, you, you know, you try and change the subject, you know, <laughs> and people bring it up and you go, oh, that's a nice tree. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, it is weird, man. But, but they realize we're not all nuts like that, that he's just, you know, or do they not? Oh, I, I think they do. I, I, I think they realize, um, you know, but certainly Americans are, are sort of odd tourists. And, uh, you know, we, we approach things a little differently than a lot of countries, especially the ones that I've visited. So, so I think, I think it sort of plays into the whole thing. That's true. I, you know, like when, when you hear, when you hear Americans say to New Zealanders that, uh, well, you guys sound like Australians and they, huh. you know, they, they just bite their lip and they hate it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, so, so I think in, in some ways, as much as we, we would love to distance ourselves from some of the things Trump says, I think, I think in a way we're kind of, we're kind of lumped in there, especially when people say sort of these silly things that Americans say when they're when they're tourists. Yeah, that's true. The fact that he exists at all does kind of say a lot about us. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's uh, he's on big telly, as they say in Britain. So that right there <laughs> should say something. Um, yeah, it's, it's strange because you know, of course, the Canadians just went through an election, and of course, John Oliver did that piece about the Canadian elections. And that though he had that one yeah. great line, he goes, "The fact that you think an eighty-day election is long is just adorable." Because <laughs> <laughs> we're saddled with Trump yeah, for, for months. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about you know just kind of having, you know in Britain they do that too. They oh have, yeah, yeah. Three months or something. If if that no, the last one was even shorter. I think it was two months. And, uh, oh wow! Yeah, just yeah, they, they you know go to the queen, dissolve the government, election. There you go, sorted. <laughs> I think I think there's just too much money all the way around in this country to not even just at the super PACs, but the broadcasters make so much money that they'd never want to shorten the elections. They want more. They should just make it a like you know uh, a, a regular series, like a Netflix series. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the thing with all the different like there's way too many debates, right? They should just make it like a reality show where they have you know challenges <laughs> rather than sit there and talking all the time. You know where 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 they uh, you know one 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 week they're they're on an island and have to make their way back to civilization or something. You know, and <laughs> yeah, the next week it's a, it's like an Iron Chef. They gotta they have to cook with a secret ingredient. You know, <laughs> because you're right. It, it really is. It really is just about. The show it's not it's not about substance at all. That no. if you have a debate on your network, you stand to make some money. So 
Uh, yeah, lots. Yeah, that'd be great. You could do like Survivor. They have to do a puzzle. They go through one channel. They have to do a puzzle. As you can see how smart they are that way. Maybe eat some <laughs> eat some eat some gross food. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a long one. That could be a long, long show. <laughs> well, they got sixteen of them on the one side, and only what three on the other. So. Yeah, that would be yeah. difficult. Uh, I know another thing you we, you and I had discussed actually over Facebook along with some other people were um, uh, this because I just was talking to Godfrey the other day about college athletics and sports and stuff and um, it reminded me that it when, uh, was it James Harrison off of the Steelers said he wasn't going to take a, a trophy from his for, for his kid that they for just participating or something like that and of course people right. yeah and uh, boy that's just uh, that's just nutty because like I had pointed out. You know, if you get a you get a, a letterman, you get a letter for participating in varsity sports in high school in this country, and you have for years, and that's a trophy for not doing anything. Unless I mean, you show up for practice, sure, but you know, it's, it's right. Well, I but I, I sort of I sort of my angle on it is that we live in an age where, well, let's back up. When yeah. I was a kid, you had three channels, and they were all showing soap operas, right? Yeah. So you so you went out and played. You went you went and played sports. Yes, and so now. Um, now you get you get uh, kids competing with, or you were competing with video games, or competing with you know uh, five hundred channels plus plus all your Netflix and those kind of things. There's there's a lot of ways to for kids to waste time, and so so you want them to enjoy it. And then my other part of the argument is when my generation says how much how much better we were because we didn't have participation trophies, I just say, look who we're electing in office. Right? Maybe <laughs> yeah. we're kind of a match. Yeah, maybe it didn't... Uh, I don't think our generation should be compared to the, the, the standard by which we, we, we hold our kids. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, why this other ridiculous argument with somebody on... Uh... The um, you know Tamir Rice who was uh, killed in, in Cleveland, the twelve year old boy was shot by police. And these people are all like, "Oh, where was the mother?" I'm like, "Aren't you the same idiots that are running around saying, oh, you should twelve, you should we were out playing when we were twelve and don't come home till dinner.' And all of a sudden you're turning right. around and oh God, idiots! Right, exactly, exactly. That's that's the thing is that we we live in a different age. I mean, yeah. And so I posted a, I posted a, a video on on Facebook of you know my son. Uh, throwing a bunch of touchdown passes in a game. And, and, and those are just the touchdown passes. Those weren't all the completions he threw. And and so to say that somehow he's not competitive or he's soft, and he got participating trophies his whole life. Oh, so yeah. it, it really, it, that, that to me was like the biggest argument to, to that. So those are my three arguments. But, but yeah, to watch my son compete and my daughter compete and work hard, despite the fact that they got uh, uh, participation trophies, just kind of hits every theory. And, and I will respect this: is that at least Harrison is is a parent. Most of the time, the people uh, uh, getting on on, on uh, participation trophies are, are basically not parents. Generally, parents tend to agree with me on this. Yeah. And so I do give Harrison the credit that he is a parent, and you know the decision as a dad that it's that you know whatever yeah. that part fine. Yeah. I can at least respect. Sure. Uh, even though I disagree, but <clears throat> but yeah, it's funny when people don't have kids say what's good and bad for kids that cracks yeah. me up yeah well i guess they think they were kids once so they know but then like you said but you know did you really turn out that great <laughs> in retrospect right i mean if you did fine See, that's, that, that's that's it the, the whole that whole idea is predicated on the fact that you think we came out good and i i don't agree with that yeah so, I, I gotta i uh, yeah i would i would agree with that too i had a buddy of mine who's um he's a little younger than me but he was uh he was asking me and my wife because you guys have to work with a lot of millennials, you know, who never had got had no said to them. But I'm like, I do, but I don't really see it as a problem. I like working with the millennials, actually. You know, they're yeah, 
they're, they're bright. They're bright people, and you know, I, I don't seem to know that kind of problem that that you're describing. I don't know. Maybe it's a different discipline, but um, it's uh, yeah, yeah, with your son throwing all those touchdown passes, and you know, when he, I, I think he, you know, kids know the difference between a participation trophy and a championship trophy, you know. So you know, they got him that's other... a really good point. Kids aren't as dumb as we, we make them out to be. It's You're not, absolutely right. It's not going to water it down if he wins a state championship and go, oh, it's just another trophy. It'd be like, it's just a state championship. Just like winning the Grey Cup isn't the same as winning a Super Bowl trophy. It's great. It's a great accomplishment, but they're, they're two different things, you know? Right. That's from a Canadian listener. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I agree with that point. That's, that's really well said. So does your um your son play high school football? Is he up to now? No, no, he's ten years old. Oh, he's ten. Oh, geez, he's got a ways yeah. to go. Yeah, all right. It was it was a flag football video. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, it was, it's a really it's a really cool video uh, on there. But yeah, he's ten years old. So so even more so, right? You would think that that ten, he's just out of the participation trophy era, and yeah. then he would be. If, if everybody's theory hold, he'd be soft right now, but he's not. Yeah. Well, actually, my my uh, oldest played soccer for a year and didn't care for it at all. Did not get a participation trophy, and my youngest uh, played basketball and volleyball. Did not get a participation participation trophy for it, but uh, she's going to do volleyball again this year. But just because she likes it, you know, she's just, you know, just a little frustrated. Right. They want a little losing streak. She got frustrated, but she uh, she she liked the sport enough that she's going to be back at it. So, you know, I, plus I think it's what good. I good. It's a it's a great sport. My daughter plays. Oh, and, good. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great game. And these participation trophies are also a, what I like to call a thing that's not a thing. I don't think they're as widespread as people think. Like poor people with iPhones, another thing that's not a thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I completely agree. And like you said, you put letters on jackets, right? It's, yeah. You know, we've been doing that since, since the dawn of time, since the beginning of high school. And, and I mean, that's a, that should be making people soft then. Yeah, exactly. Um and uh, lost my train of thought there. Um, oh, about Facebook. I mean, I, you're a, a pretty big Facebooker, I know, because um, you know I see your. Well, then because I like your stuff and comment on it, I probably see more of it. Obviously, thanks to the Facebook algorithm. But doesn't Facebook make you sad sometimes? <laughs> you know, you're you're talking about the international travel I've been doing. Yeah, um, it's been fun to kind of to kind of be distant, and and you know, I was. Uh, uh, there were some major things that I was I was gone for. I was uh, you know on the road, and so yeah, I'd, I'd just get on to post some pictures of wherever I was, and and uh, and usually I was either paying for internet time or in some in some cafe and you know in another country where it's real slow. So I, I didn't spend a lot of time. And I gotta say, you're right, man. It was nice. I felt relieved to kind of <laughs> not see it all, especially you know I was in I was in Israel for you know three of the shootings, and um, oh. I didn't spend a lot of time on Facebook, and I was kind of glad. You know, and, and so, yeah, I, I completely agree. There's, there's, and part of it is, is weeding it out. Part of it is, is you know, shaping your, your Facebook page bonsai tree so that it, yeah, it is what you want it to be. That, that's true. And, um, now, but think about what yeah. you just said. You were in Israel when three of the shootings were happening here. No one in any other country gets to say that. No one comes from England and goes, oh, yeah, I was over in America when there were three shootings in Britain. <laughs> right, right. And of all places, you know, when I was, when I was, uh, before I went to Israel, a lot of people here were concerned, like, well, you know, are you sure it's going to be safe? And and it turns out that nine days I was in Israel, I was safer there. Yeah. Wow, how crazy <clears throat> is that? Isn't that crazy? I, I thought about that, too. Like, wow, this is, I mean, I did a show in the West Bank, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I felt safe. Like, 
it was uh so yeah so it was it was kind of bizarre to think that three of those things happened while i was in a country that supposedly is dangerous hmm wow that's weird um so what's been your favorite place to travel having been so many places like where would I don't you know the favorite, but I think the Israel trip was my favorite just because of how much I didn't know. Ah, okay. Um, Makes sense. You know, I mean, it was like we were staying in Tel Aviv, which is which is crazy. It's it's like being in, in it's like it's like being in like Santa Monica or Venice Beach. It, it, Tel Aviv is just this real cool beach city. You know, uh, being Hawaiian, there, there were surfers, so I actually I didn't know they had surfers in Tel Aviv. So I I went down to the beach and watched the surfers for a while. It was. It was yeah. It, there's so much I I just didn't know about Israel. So I think I think to me that was that was my favorite of the trips. So does that like influence your your uh, stand-up when you get back to America, or are you still pretty much doing the same set and it just evolves the same well, way? Whether you were in that's in, the thing. I wanted to, but I'm trying to figure out how. Right? I mean, I um, I I'm not sure how to do that in in a way that sort of sticks to what my voice is, and, and yet. And yet, sort of expresses that. I, and hopefully, by the time I, I get to Minneapolis, I will have some of that because it really was a great trip, and there were things that can be talked about. Um, and uh, and and so yeah, so I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. But to this point, it hasn't really made its way in, just because it's not what I do. You know, most of the time I talk about sort of the details of my life, not the sort of yeah, adventures exactly. that I did. You know. And people who see you on Facebook might not think that uh, you know your stage, uh, your stage stage Kermit and Facebook Kermit are slightly different because you tend to comment on more things that are, you know, socio political on social media versus I know on stage you're more yeah it's more about you and and growing up right. and your family now and everything. So. Right. Right. And so how did the uh, folks in Israel, New Zealand, and and places uh, react to that? They you know is it, it's do they relate to those kind of stories since it's you know it's families are families everywhere. Yes, and you perform in front of a lot of uh, uh, expats. Oh yeah, uh, so yeah. so that's great. You know, a lot, a lot of Brits and uh, and Americans. So so you really don't have to change too much for them. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's one of the advantages of doing these gigs is that when you just sort of talk about you know your the, the basics of your life, that that sort of relates in a way. I mean, certainly you got to change a thing here too, here or there, but. Um, but when you when you when you sort of are, are sort of close to the vest on as far as who you are and, the, and how your life works, people can pretty much relate to that, right? Everybody's everybody's sort of trying to trying to survive and trying to figure out where they are, and some some have families. Like there's a lot of things to be to be um, uh, to be related to, you know. And you, which, which I would, I could not have told you a couple of months ago. I could not have told you that because I didn't know. I was really worried. I was worried they'd stare at me and go, "Nobody, nobody does that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nobody relates to that. What are you talking about, you idiot? You know, and uh, and I can tell you that now, having done all this travel, that 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 it does work. Well, are there experiences that you have there, or you know, conversations you have off stage with people in other countries that you realize, oh? Yeah, this really will work. Or there's this bit I do have that maybe I could bring in that would, you know, work even better. Yeah, there's a there's a bit that I reference IKEA, and I and I didn't do it um, the first night, and then the second day we're driving we're driving somewhere, and I see an IKEA in Tel Aviv, Israel. Aha! Uh-huh. And I was like, wait, you guys have IKEA? And they said, oh yeah. <clears throat> and so there were things like that where where I I wasn't going to do things and started bringing it back into the show. 
you know. Ah, cool. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. But I, I, it was funny that I didn't want to do an IKEA bit, and I wound up, um, I wound up uh, uh, doing it. I think it worked out, which worked out great. You know? Well, that's one of those things that proves you are a global village after all. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so, uh, well, cool. yeah, and like I said, I, I could not have told you that a couple of months ago. This has all been a great education as far as how you approach what you do and how it translates to people you know, around the world. And so, and so you sound kind of recharged uh, in a way. I am. I, yeah, just because it was, I mean, it was a once-in-a-lifetime year, right? I mean, I think in 2016, I, I, I go back to Idaho. So it's, it's, <laughs> it, it was one of those years where I, I, everything sort of, all these things were booked separately of each other, but just, just sort of jigsaw puzzled into the second half of 2015. So it just kind of worked that way. And um, so, yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's been it's been exciting to do, and I'm glad I got to do it. Well, cool, man. Uh, as always, we hopefully will get you. I kind of remember. Have you been to Cincinnati before? I don't. I know I've interviewed you for like Cleveland and stuff, but I don't. I don't think you've ever been here, or it's been a while. No, I didn't think so. No, I, wait. No, I did do Cincinnati once. Okay. I can't remember. No, I haven't. I've never been there. It was. Maybe Columbus, Cleveland, but no. yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll try to we'll try to write that wrong, and uh, I'll I'll put the bug in some people's ears. <laughs> try to get uh, some new, awesome, try man. to get some new guys here. Um, yeah, um, I know. Like, I was I was having this conversation with Andrew Norelli yesterday, and he I, you know he wants to play here as well. And I'm like, it seems that they try to balance some of the favorites, uh, you know, uh, like a, a Jimmy Pardo or you know, Jimmy Dore or Greg Warren come here versus bringing some new guys in. But a lot of the new guys they have are from New York. They're not. They don't get a lot of new West Coast guys in here. So yeah, yeah, that's a long way to come for the West it Coast is, comics. It know, is, yeah. And I know a lot of guys. Like well, even Goldman was saying that he goes after he pays his plane ticket against the Cincinnati, which is an expensive place to fly to and from. He goes, you know, he's only yeah. making a couple of bucks. So, which is a shame because you'll yeah. see Gary here too. And but, it can be it can be even more from the West Coast. It can be oh, even yeah. more expensive coming coming from Seattle. So yeah, um, so yeah, which uh, it's true. But uh, but still, I mean, for me to, to to be able to do do the opportunity, even if I could kind of not afford it, I'd still want to do it. I mean, oh, okay, it's it's always good to get new 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 venues. But also too, man, um, I'm a sports fan, and that's a great sports city. So. It is, yeah, it yeah. Is. Hopefully they'll make it out of the first round. I still say they. I've lived here like what almost twenty five years, and I still say they. I'm still a Cleveland fan, so Cincinnati is still they. Oh, hopefully they make it out of the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I guess they can clinch uh, if they beat the Steelers this Sunday. So yeah, they, they're they're as good as I've seen them since you know. I mean, probably Super Bowl year. They they look really good this year. Yeah. So uh, that's all people are saying. So, and uh, you know the Seattle doing uh, okay, doing better now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I, but like you said, they just got to get that one playoff win, and then there's relief, right? Even if they don't win at all, if they get that That's one true, playoff yeah. win, that's true. Yeah, get that monkey off their back. Step right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. It's great talking to you as always. Um, the, as always, it'll be in print and in city pages when you're up there, and the uh, episode will probably drop in a couple of weeks on the podcast side. So, uh, I'll I'll keep you informed. Awesome. All right, awesome. thank you for your time, and, and and also thanks for when you when you comment in. Man. That's always nice to it's nice when oh, you yeah. step into things on the Facebook. Oh no problem. I always enjoy uh, interacting because you always have some really great stuff on there. I appreciate right. it. I appreciate it, man. Okay, thanks, Carl. All right, you take care. Right. And then if you need anything else, call or message. We'll do, sir. Thanks. All right. All right. Talk All to you.
again to Kermit Apio for being on the show. You can catch Kermit, let me see, uh, well, at the Acme Comedy Company, January 1st and 2nd. Actually, he's there the 29th, and then, uh, like, he's doing, like, the New Year's week there. And I believe the club is actually open the whole week. They're not closed on New Year's Day. The other club in town is, I believe. But Kermit will be there uh, New Year's Eve week starting on the 29th, and he's finishing up there on the 2nd. He does a cruise, Holland America, South Pacific, if you want to book that cruise there, January 9th through 20th. And then just go to iKerm.com for all of Kermit's information, including his upcoming schedule. All right, so let me see. We're going to uh, do the song of the week now. Um, we uh, played uh, Lindy Ortega a couple months ago, you might remember. She is a uh, Canadian gal. Uh, she's from Toronto. She lives in Nashville now. And I remember I told you NPR did a thing about her, and they said, oh, she's uh, uh, she plays country, but she looks goth. Well, she doesn't look goth. He just, just dresses more like modern, she doesn't realize she's from the 20s, than goth, but anyway, uh, she's very pretty, she has a great voice, she's a great songwriter, and uh, it, it's fun to kind of discover someone who's kind of along in their career, because they can go back and discover all the other stuff that they've done. Uh, we played uh, I Ain't That Girl from her album uh, back in August again, I think it was, or September. Uh, this track is called Rundown Neighborhood, and, and neither of these tracks actually, I would say, is probably indicative of her stuff. I, there's more substance to it. It's, these are kind of fun songs. This one's kind of silly, but it's a lot of fun. But um, do check out her album. It's called Faded Doryville. Uh, there are some more serious numbers on it, but it's uh, it's countrified, if you like that kind of thing. If you like both kinds, country and western. Uh, but it's not strictly so. It's kind of Americana, Canadiana, country, western. But anyway, this is our song of the week. It's from Lindy Ortega, Rundown Neighborhood, PS Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.